It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, what's good, everybody? The Washington Wizards get blown out by the Orlando Magic in Orlando, 139-1. 20. So we're going to look at the recap of the game, look at the starting and the second unit, and some of the stats of the Orlando Magic. But a big question, is Eugene Amari this year's Jordan Goodwin? We're going to talk about that, and then we're going to cap the night off with some comments. So you guys know how we do next on Locked on Wizards. You are Locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again. I'm rolling solo tonight, but I definitely appreciate you guys making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, Every single day. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. So, again, it's your boy Brandon Scott again, rolling solo tonight. My my guy, the real Ed Oliver, is taking the night off. Um, at Washington's game, man, he needed the night off. So, definitely, definitely, um, rolling solo, and definitely appreciate you guys tuning in with me tonight. So, we're gonna look at. How did the Wizards lose this game? Uh, look at it, the vets and the young guys. And then we're going to kind of look at an important question. Is Eugene Amarui this year's Jordan Goodwin? And then obviously we're going to cap the night with comments. And we're going to keep it short and simple tonight. Definitely appreciate you guys coming out. So, again, the Washington Wizards dropped in blowout fashion, 139 to 120 to the Orlando Magic. They trailed every quarter. and uh, But, that, you know, the question is how, how did they lose this game? Well, what you know, we feel like we're a broken record here on Lockdown Wizards because it feels like every game, man, is the same thing, right? Whether it's um, perimeter defense, whether it's bad rotations on defense, whether it's rebounding. Um, tonight was a combination of all three. Um, if you look at the Orlando Magic, they shot 63% from three-point range. So that tells you all you need to know. Um, rotations were slow as usual. Um, perimeter-wise, we're just we're bad at rotating. 
were bad of <laughs> identifying who guards who. I mean, they did whatever they wanted to do. I mean, Cole Anthony contributed 25 points off the bench tonight for the Orlando Magic. So, again, rebounding was an issue. If you look at the rebounding numbers, we were out-rebounded 54-37, including nine offensive rebounds compared to our seven. So, again, they out-rebounded us. They, they extended possessions. And this seems to be the MO for the Washington Wizards this year. You know, we're, we're a bad defensive team, especially on the perimeter. Now, we're bad in transition. We're bad in the perimeter. We're bad in interior defense. We're just bad defensive. We're not a good defensive team. But rebounding continues to be an issue. Even when we get ourselves in good positions to get rebounds, we give up these offensive rebounds, which extend possessions, and they lead to open looks. And that usually this is just – it always comes to bite the Wizards. So looking at the Orlando Magic stat line, um, well, I think we're going to start with the starting unit for the Wizards. Um, let's take a look at it. Obviously, uh, Kyle Kuzma, 23 points tonight, 9 for 20 for the field, 1 for 4 from 3. Kyle Kuzma does what Kyle Kuzma does, was scored high volume. Um, it's a pretty much guarantee that Kyle Kuzma is going to score 20-plus every night. It's just what he does, man. But Denny Avia, shout-out to Denny. Um, the new, We are definitely going to give you guys the, the latest news on the injury when we get the information, but he's obviously suffered an injury, but in 27 minutes of action, scored 22 points, four rebounds, five assists, shot nine for 12 overall, and one for two from three. So efficiency was the name of the game for Turbo tonight, but Jordan Poole in 26 minutes, 19 points, five for 12 from the field, five rebounds, two assists, so he had a bounce-back game. He looked a lot better tonight. Um, no <laughs> shack to the full moments, but looking at Tyus Jones, Kind of an underwhelming night for him. Seven points, shooting three for 10. And Daniel Gafford, very, very underwhelming. He did provide two blocks, one steal, but four points, three rebounds, four assists, two for two from the field in 26 minutes. We know that he is a backup, but look, for right now, he's the starting guy. So, um, but looking at this starting unit, you know, the, 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 I guess the new solid three, if you want to call them that, um, Kuzma, Avia, and Poole, they played decent. But it's just we're just a terrible defensive team. I mean, if you take out Denny, you know Kuzma does what he can on the defensive end, and Poole's non-existent. But we're just not a very good defensive team, and it came to bite us as usual. Rebounding continues to be an issue. So you know, again, I feel like I'm saying the same issues, and it's going to be the same issues all year for this team. Unfortunately, you know, rebounding, we're not a good rebounding team. We're not a good defensive team, and that's going to be the reasons why we lose most nights that we lose. So looking at the second unit, Blau, seven points, five rebounds. Um. A little underwhelming, especially um, from shooting, you know, two for five for the field, but he did hit a three-point shot. Kispert looked better tonight, 13 points, four for seven for the field, two for five for three. Shamit, five points, a little off night. But on the bench, let's talk about it. We got that. And I know we're going to talk about Eugene in a little bit, but Eugene, real quick, because I know we're going to talk about it. Nine minutes, 10 points, including statistics that you cannot record. Effort. He came in. He was a dog. Um, he got to the free throw line. Uh, Eugene Amari continues to prove why he should be that next signing, in my opinion. So, you know, again, you know, looking at this team as far as the Wizards' style, statistical standpoint, man, I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. Rebounding was an issue, and perimeter defense was a major issue and led to this defeat. Because looking at Orlando, 31 points for Franz Wagner, 11 for 14 from the field, 4 for 6 from 3. But look at that um, three-point shooters exclusively. Um, Suggs, 22 points, but three for six from three. Coy Anthony shot three for five from three. Gary Harris, two for two. Angles, one for one. Caleb Houston, three for three. I mean, 
just from the three point standpoint, they 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 cooked us. And you know, Suggs did his thing, and it was he was a major challenge for Jordan Poole. But looking at the bench for Orlando, Quanthony, 25 points, including nine for 16. So, you know, does defensively, man, we just we we got cooked by Cole Anthony off the bench for 25. So again, I, I'm just gonna kind of just leave it there. We're just a bad defensive team. So looking, you know, in short, before we move on, man, we this is these issues that we have are gonna be the issues we're gonna have all year, and we all know that, man. We're just not a good rebounding team, we're not a good defensive team. And you can you know who you look at? You can look at the players, yeah. You can look at West Sunsell Jr., yeah, but. This is going to be the mo all year. I hate to say that, but uh, we're going to go ahead and move on, man. Um, the question for you guys tonight is: Eugene Amari this year's Jordan Goodwin? I believe so. I think that we're going to talk about it next. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by Game Time. And let me go ahead and put my thing up there real quick. Boom! So Game Time. So I'm a big ticket guy, right? I go to baseball games, basketball games, football games. I mean, I go to games all the time. But I've gone through Ticketmaster. I've gone through SeatGeek. To me, the best one on the market right now to get your money's worth is Game Time because you shouldn't have to worry about buying your tickets to the next event. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports events, including music events, comedy shows, theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guaranteed. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So, again, um, I've gone through every ticket app. They, they all have, you know, hidden fees is a big stickler to me. You know, I believe, you know, what you pay is what you pay. I don't really, I, I hate it when they throw those fees in there. And that's why you definitely got to rock with game time because number one, you can see your view from your seat before you buy, which is key. So you know exactly where you're sitting and what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront. So you know you're getting a great deal without the hidden fees. I'm trying to tell you. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Game time has deals and tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, I'm trying to tell y'all, man, it's the place to find last-minute seats. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NBA. Correction for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you, 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So just go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I'm trying to tell you, I mean, big things are happening over here on the Locked On Network. So the question for you guys tonight is Eugene and Marie this year's Jordan Goodwin, and should he be considered after the deadline, of course, to get significant minutes on the second unit? I'm gonna say yes. I mean, just starting off of tonight's performance, nine minutes, he can he, ten points, one rebound, one assist, three out of um, three from five from the field, one for two from three. 
Um, get got to the free throw line for four attempts. He made three of them. Got a steal. All this in nine minutes. You, I mean, we we talk about it with certain players, right? Um, Anthony Gill is another player where, you know, what they contribute isn't always like collected in the statistics. Uh, excuse me, tonight statistical category, right? Effort. Amory man is a dog. He is a dog in the paint. He he has the ability to stretch the floor and shoot threes. He's a guy that I think we need to consider when they finally move on from Gallo. Definitely, definitely have to consider Eugene Emery in the rotation. So, I mean, again, definitely let me know what you guys think down below. Uh, comment. Let me know. Do you think that Emery is part of the future? I mean, what do you think his place is in his organization going forward? Because every team needs a dog. And Eugene Emery is a dog, I'm trying to tell you. So, yeah, I mean, answering that question real quick, I think that this he could be this year's Jordan Goodwin. I think he's a guy that when we move on from Gallinari and the fourth spot on the second unit opens up. Now, I get it. It kind of looks at, you know, there's a couple other guys to look at, right? Patrick Baldwin Jr. Is he a guy that they bring up and give significant time at the four position on the second unit? So, there's, you know, there's a lot of variables because obviously um, I believe sooner, not later, we're going to make deals to offload, if not most, all of these expiring veteran deals that we have on the roster. But I believe that after the smoke settles, you have to at least give this man 10, 15 minutes a night because he continues to show – the dog mentality, the effort. I think that in, in, in sort of small key or low key way, he's a leader because he shows by effort. He's shown a lot of these young guys, man, especially these young guys who go back between the Wizards and the Go-Go, effort. What it takes to earn a roster spot in the NBA, right, is effort. Dog, being a dog on defense, you know, doing all those small things, man. And you know, I, I love to see this from a – and here's the crazy thing, man. I, this effort is coming from a guy who's fighting for a spot. You know, this is the type of fight that I would like to see the whole roster take. You know, you know, playing every game like you're playing for a position, playing every game like you're playing for a next contract, regardless if you have one or not. That is culture. That is something that, you know, you want to see from guys who are getting that bag already. But the fact that Eugene, is, he came in and he is just, I, I, keep, I keep calling him, he's a dog, man. I, I, you know, so I'm very excited, man. I like what I see in Eugene Emery, man. I think that he definitely – and, you know, is it too soon to say if he's part of the future long term? Okay, maybe, yeah. Especially at age twenty six, maybe. But in the in the short term, in the during the rebuild, why not give him some minutes and see what his what his ceiling truly is? So again, um, definitely let me know what you guys think, man, because I think that Eugene Amaruri is just he's just he, we need a guy like that on the team. And then, like I said, you can say Anthony Gill's that guy, but I think Eugene's that guy, man. He's a dog. He's a linebacker in a basketball uniform, and we definitely need to see what we have from him going forward. So um, we're going to go ahead and move on to comments tonight. Like I said, it's going to be short and sweet tonight, everybody. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Now, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins, though. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. Don't, don't, don't even think about it. You know, get on there right now and go ahead and set up an account because I'm trying to tell you, the app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, player, um, parlays, and more. So all you got to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the National Football League. 
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. So again, um, definitely appreciate you guys for rocking with me tonight. Um, my main man, E, he's um, definitely taking the night off, man. So I'm rolling solo tonight. So appreciate you guys coming out. So we're going to slide into comments. And whatever comments we do not get to tonight, uh, we got some mailbag episodes coming up, man. So definitely shoot us your best questions and comments so starting off with matt what's going on matt how you doing what does johnny davis even do it that is a very good question um i think the his biggest asset is his defense and his rebounder would be number two but as far as the offensive basketball player he is non-existent man um he's not aggressive enough i mean i get it you know he got nine minutes tonight you know, can you say small sample size? Well, I guess not, because in nine minutes, Eugene and Marie got 10 points. So, you know, can we really use that excuse anymore that Johnny Davis didn't get enough minutes? Yeah, you can argue that, especially with a rebuild and the fact that we're supposed to start looking at, you know, getting exposure for some of these young guys to either A, see what they contribute long-term for the Wizards, or B, what can really be their value in the trade market. And Johnny Davis right now looks like he's not going to get many minutes in a rotation now. Could that change after the deadline? Absolutely. But as far as a confidence standpoint, you know, making a guy wait to the deadline to give him significant minutes, I don't I, I don't get it. And I think that I don't personally think that Johnny Davis is a permanent part of the vision going forward. I think he's going to be put part of a future deal, whether it's at the deadline or in the offseason. So that's a good question, man. I mean, defensively, you know, you see the dog. You know, rebounding, you'll see the dog. But offensively, he is lost in these solves. So let's see. Uh, PXPX and PXPX says failures in defense or rather no defense. Amen. Wagner did whatever he wanted easily without any resistance. The only bright spot is an excellent game by Denny. Yo, Denny, and I say this all the time, man, and people <laughs> still criticize and think I hate on Denny, and I don't. Um, this is what I've been waiting for from Denny. We know he can do defensively. I say it every episode. Defensively, he is solid. He's above average, if not elite, given the matchup. But on the offensive end, this is what we've been waiting for. You know, he is consistently putting up good offensive numbers. Now, has he had a few bad games in there? Absolutely. But overall, he's been consistent and giving good off, you know, good effort on the offensive end. So, no, nah, look, I totally agree, man. Denny had a really good night, especially backing up Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole. Um, I definitely looked at him to be that third score for this team. But, yeah, the defense is trash, man. The defense is hard to watch. We're not a good defensive team. And – you know, rebounding is trash. I mean, Gafford comes in, he can get a couple of blocks, but then, you know, most of the game, he's non-existent. And I like Gaff, man. I like Gaff, but I like Gaff as a backup. I don't like Gaff as a starter. I think eventually, you know, whether, you know, we go get Sar in a draft or Bradshaw, whether we make a move going down the line for a vet remains to be seen, man. But I definitely think that in this draft, year's draft, 
depending on the, the position we're in, center has to be the priority. Now, number one overall, maybe you can argue best player available, but I think center needs to be addressed in this year's draft. But appreciate the comment. Uh, Shug Biz once said, Don't say Denny had a good game, fan. It will hear you, but don't even start none now. <laughs> don't start none. Uh, let's see. Um, definitely appreciate you guys. We're going to probably read about three more. We got a little bit of time, so it might be more. I uh, see. Um, Ben said, At Shug Biz, uh, laugh out loud. Denny played good tonight. Well, Denny had a really good game, man, especially on, on the offensive end. Um, but Oh, you know, outside of the solid three, which I'm going to call them because we haven't had a big three, in my opinion, here in D.C. in a very long time. Um, so the solid three of Poole, Kuzma, and Avia, they played well. Let's see. Oh, Lord. Benz, come on, Benz. Del Rio must be drawn up the defensive strategy for the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he must have, man. They must have hired Del Rio, man, because defensively, you know, I, I got to be honest with y'all, man. I don't want to – I get tired of hearing – the whole MO of Western Cell as being a defensive-minded coach. I've seen zero defense since he since he's came over from Denver. I don't see where defense is. Maybe it's, it's lost. Maybe we need to go and find it. But it is non-existent. It's not here in D.C., man. It's somewhere else. Because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy the whole defensive-minded coach. The defense in year three has not improved. You know, you change, you change our personnel, but it's the same issues as far as coaching on the defensive side, man. Same issues. We're terrible in transition. We're terrible in the paint. We're ch- we're terrible in rotation. I mean, we're we're terrible in rebounding. We just we have we've had the same issues every year. These three years, Western Cell Junior has been the coach. So, I mean, uh, let's see. Shug Biz once said, uh, "Denny's year has made huge strides." I am impressed. Absolutely, man. I think a lot of people are. Man, this is definitely what a lot of us wanted to see. Um, and, and then he turned around and said, "Eugene needs a permanent role." I agree. I think that Eugene, man. You need a dog like Eugene on every team. You know, there was um there was a show today, I'm trying to think it was uh Bill Simmons podcast, but they were talking about um Draymond Green. Hate him or love him, but I think that we all can agree that every team needs a Draymond Green. Everybody every, every team needs a Amaru, a guy who's tough, an enforcer, a guy who understands his role. This see this that's the thing about Draymond Green is that you know, in that system in Golden State is, is shooters, right? He's surrounded by shooters, but he knows what his job is. You know, you don't see Draymond out there popping. 10 attempts from the three-point uh, three line. He knows what his position is. He knows what his role is. And I think Amaru is that guy, an enforcer, a, t- a guy who's going to come in and show the effort. He's going to go and slide for loose balls. He's going he's gonna to take an elbow to the face and stay in. You know, he's a tough guy, man. He's a linebacker who, for some reason, chose to play basketball, man. He needs to be playing for the commanders. So definitely appreciate what – or appreciate the comment. Uh, David Butler says, "What's the definition of uh, was insanity? But uh, doing this is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results." Amen. Um, I said that last year it, when um, under the Bill era, where it was built from the middle, you know, doing the same thing, expecting different results. Now, I, I see where you're going with it. It kind of and how I'm kind of using the comment is what's unsettled in defense. You know, every year we are a bad defensive team, and and I know, you know, me and E both covered it, that it was real questionable why they decided to enact his fourth-year option so fast. Because under the new front office, I thought they were going to evaluate West Sunset Jr. and and then go from there and say, all right, maybe you're the guy, maybe you're not the guy, but go from there. But he ain't it, man. You know, coming over here, this whole defensive-minded mirage, the defense has been trashed all three years. So I'm with you. I do not – let's see – we're going to do about 
two, three more, man. Let's see. Shadow Dancer, what's going on with you? Fire that mediocre coach. Wes is the worst coach in history. You can't have someone just because he's the son of a former star. Well, I'm with you. I do believe that the name had a lot to do with him being hired because maybe you can say that the work he did, because the MO, we all know what the MO was coming from Denver, right? That he was pivotal of teaching people like Jamal Murray and Jokic's defense. So he came over here with the MO of being a defensive-minded coach but he's not a defensive-minded coach. The defense is worse than it was under Scott Brooks. I mean, I don't know where the defense is. Like I said, we got to get a, we got to put an APP out for the defense because I don't think they showed up yet. I think they're still in preseason. But I'm with you, man. I, I don't not I, – I, you know, I don't think they're going to fire him in the middle of the season. I, like, I mean, unless – I was going to say unless it gets too bad, but, I mean, look at the record. I think we hit too bad, but it, it depends. You know, um, Ted Leonsis is not a guy who is known to fire coaches in the middle of the season. So I think he, but I think you definitely have to look at the head coaching position and really evaluate and say, look, man, what are we doing? What are we doing? So um, let's try to get a couple of more. Uh, Kai Jones, you know, we've been there and done that. And I told you guys um, how I feel about that. I'm not going to touch about it. <laughs> um, let's see, man. Uh, let's see, Matt, another good comment. Let's see, uh, he's a good death bench player. He won't have a crazy ceiling, but players like him are needed, and he shows he's committed. Amen. I agree 100%. I think every team needs an enforcer, a high-effort guy on their team, whether it's a Draymond Green or is it Amory, man. I, I think he definitely has a place as far as the culture. Now, the ceiling, I agree, is not going to be too high, but I think just from the culture standpoint, you need a guy who's going to show by example, who's going to lead by example. Effort, absolutely. Um, Isolation said, also, yeah, Eugene gives 100% effort. Much rather have him be a center of the second unit. Gallo just isn't a center. You know, I mean, if you're going small ball in the second unit, why not? I mean, I, I agree with you. The effort alone, I think you need to take into consideration what he can do on as far as the second unit center because Muscala ain't it and Gallo just ain't it, man. He's just too slow. Um, <laughs> and my man Ben said, yep, I agree. Gallo is so slow and unathletic. He's a standing cone. Yeah, he might as well have the daggone Walker with the tennis balls on him, man. I mean, he's he's just he's a, he's a mummy at this point in his career, but he still shows that score mentality in this show. So I definitely think you can get value from a contending team. Not much. I mean, I think maybe around along the lines of a second round pick or maybe a, a you know a G League player who could be developed. But you're not gonna get a super amount of like assets for Gallinari this stage in his career. So. Uh, but I agree with you guys, man. Um, C. High Rocket says, has to be tough covering his team. Well, you know what? This is thing about love, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. But, you know, I, I, at the end of the day, man, I love the Wizards, man. I just, you know, I think we definitely are going down the right road, finally hitting that re, the reset, the rebuild button. It, you know, the, the rebuild, man, is tough. You got to sit through a lot of these types of games, man. So, you know. <sighs> Put your seatbelt on, man, because it's going to be a rough ride for at least three to four years, man. Um, ben said, uh, we're showcasing the vets. I agree. Um, Brando72 says, fire unsailed. I think he is gone at the end of the year. I'm with you. I, I don't see. I mean, can it get better? I mean, year three, same issues. I'm just saying. Um, um, here we go. Invex, man, who are you scouting in the draft? Easy, man. If we get the first overall pick, I mean, I know Ron Holland, Holland is 
the guy that is mock draft right now to be the the number one overall. And it's, if you go with best player available, then maybe you slide Denny to the four, you move Kuz, um, Bilal to two, and you let Ron Holland be the wing. That's the scenario. But I, I humbly think that um, the center position has to be addressed in the draft, man. Um, I think that Alex Sarr has way, has way too much potential not to take a chance of him in the draft, man. I mean, his offensive game is a little raw, but he's an athletic guy for his size, man. I mean, he's a guy that I'm I'm definitely looking at Alex Sarr. Now, there's a lot of names, man. Bradshaw, you know, there's a lot of names, but, you know, obviously point guard is another emphasis for us going forward, a permanent point guard. You know, Isaiah Collier out of USC. He's a guy I'm looking at, DJ Wagner out of Kentucky. I'm a Kentucky guy, so I'm definitely looking at DJ Wagner. Um, so because I remember his dad, Dewan Wagner, man, scoring 100 points in a high school game. So I remember him. Didn't pan out of NBA, but he does come from good stock. So that this is a few people I'm looking at as far as our draft position because we're definitely top five. So you know, you can you can say Ron Holland at number one, but you can also make a case for Alex Sar. But we were definitely gonna talk a lot about that going towards the draft. But I get it, man. You already think about the draft. I'm with you, brother. Um Brandon, what's up, Mike? It does. What's, what's going on with you, man? Um, I thought it was a good game, to be honest. It was, I mean, it was a good game per ah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you look at a standpoint, yeah, Denny showed that this this is his breakout season, in my opinion. You know, he's been consistent as far as his offensive output, man. So I and I, when you look at this, the realm of you know, certain guys like Denny or Bilal or even Kispert, you know, a lot of these young guys or even these veteran aspiring deals, progress is really the big win here. So I get it. You know, it's good to see Denny really take that step offensively, man, because, again, we know what he can do defensively, but he he has finally arrived as a, a threat. You know, a guy that people are going to have to notice on the, on the three-point line, man, which hasn't been the case the last two years. I mean, you know, a lot of people kind of – or the last three, sorry. But um, people kind of just watched him and let him shoot. People aren't doing that anymore. They're really trying to cover that ground. So there's, he's getting respect. He really is, and it's good to see. So let's go forward. The losing got to Ed tonight. Laugh out loud. Brandon, you deserve a double pay for doing this solo and helping us with this therapy session. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Nah, you know, it's hard to watch, man. Definitely shout out to my man, E, man. You know, it's tough to watch, man. But um, definitely appreciate you guys, man. Um, it, You know, it is therapy chopping up with you guys, man. We, we're going to get through this together, man. But it's you know, it's a rebuild, but we're going to get through it, man. We will get there. Um, let's see. Let's see. Mike Doves, appreciate you. He said, you never hated on Denny. You don't hate on anybody. I mean, I, I try to be fair across the board, man. I mean, I was really tough on Bradley Bill, not from a player standpoint, but from the standpoint that I just didn't like, you know, you chopping up, smiling, and you're getting blown out by 30 points. I try to be fair across the board. You know, I try to call it like it is, man, but I appreciate that. I mean, you know, Denny – I mean, early on, did I did was I in favor of us drafting Denny? No, I'm gonna be honest with you, I wasn't. Um, I was a Tyrus Halliburton guy, but you know, I built up and I watched Denny kind of grow, you know, from a guy who was very raw, you know, into a guy who now can play, in my opinion, an all defensive level, and now his his offensive game, um, his offensive game's coming along. His defense is again an all defensive level, but. His offense has it, been it's been really cool watching him evolve, man, and really develop. So I, I you know, obviously I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be hundred with you. I was not in favor of us drafting him. I thought that Tyrese Halliburton was the better fit. Maybe you can say that in hindsight, but watching Denny Avia grow has been really cool, man. So I will say that. Um, Vaxman says Orlando rebuilt or the rebuild is way better than ours. 
I'll tell you what, man. Franz Wagner is 6'10. When it hit, was his ability to be a sniper and play defense, man, they got a scary team. Benchero, I mean, they need they need to figure what figure out what's going on with these this guard rotation. They, I mean, one of these guys, if not two of these guys, are gonna eventually get moved, man. Whether it's Suggs, you know, whether they think Anthony Black, but they look, they built the right way. They find a uh, they find a center. This is gonna be a team they're gonna have to deal with for the next three or five, man. Orlando definitely has developed this young talent. So I'm with you, man. Um, Ben said Orlando's been rebuilding for a long time now. They're finally starting to get good. We're in year one of rebuild. I mean, you kind of look at them, we're, we're kind of a similar spot, developing young talent. Um, I think the key for us, just like the key for Orlando, was you know, building through the draft and hitting those draft picks. You know, Jalen Suggs looked good. I mean, Jalen Suggs really looked good tonight, and I've always been a big fan of him coming out of Gonzaga. I mean, Benchero, we already know what he can do, man. You know, in my opinion, he is he's a future superstar. And then Cole Anthony. You know, like I said, they got a lot of guards, man. So they're gonna have to figure out what their guard rotation is gonna be. But I, I feel you, man. I think this could definitely be an example. And then obviously, I, we, me and E, we've used other examples in the past. Um, Golden State to me is an example building through the draft. You know, they built exclusively through the draft, and when it came time to making that big move with, you know, they made that big move whether it was Iguodala or whether it was Durant. So I definitely agree. Uh, we're gonna do two more, man. I, I know I've been saying that, but I, I appreciate chopping up with you guys, man. Um. Let's see. Get back to Matt, who says we have to accumulate draft picks, otherwise we're going to turn into the Pistons, who are never in a never ever ending rebuild. I agree. You have to hit through the draft, and you have to pick players who fit the system. Um, I, you know, looking at Detroit, their backcourt doesn't seem like they're comfortable playing with each other. I mean, with you know Cunningham and and Jaden Ivey. I don't, you know, we'll see. <laughs> I mean. Um, they have a lot of young talent, and you know, they got a legit coach. So, I don't know, man. Detroit, it looks like they're gonna have another year where they're gonna be challenging for that number one pick. They're gonna be up there with us. So, it is what it is. Ben said, Preach, Brandon. West has done zero defensively. Look, I'm just trying to call like it is year three. You have not seen any, any difference. I mean, there's no defense. I mean, I don't know why he's called a defensive line coach. It's just I don't get it. Um, so we're gonna do a couple more. I know I've been saying that, man, but like I said, um, uh, a couple more. Uptown Scott, what's good? Perimeter D, transition D, rebounding, suffering. Wiz need to make a trade for at least another decent big. Well, I mean, here's the thing, man. We've been saying that since the season started, which is we expected a lot more, you know, depth at the center position. And I was, you know, Muscala being the, the, the primary backup, I just never understood. You watch a lot of guys, you know, Bobo, you know, whether you hate him or love him, you know, he's a young guy who can still develop. I, I, so I think this is by design. It's hard to watch, but, you know, I, I agree. They We need another big, man. So maybe we do, you know, maybe we go ahead and get that big um, at the deadline. I don't think the big we get at the deadline is going to be the permanent big. I definitely think in the draft we, we're going to be looking at SAR, man. Um, I think that Denny may be best served on the wing or Bilal. So we'll see. Um, we're going to do one more. We'll see. Uh, oh, there we go. Um, don't forget Mo Bamba. I'm with you, man. <laughs> I mean, Mo Bamba was a guy, but, I, you know, that's the thing that, you know, we looked at him. We looked at uh, Christian Wood. It really, you know, which one of these guys really wanted to come to Washington? You know, that's the thing. You know, I don't think Christian Wood was realistic, even though I was a big catalyst with going out there and getting him. You know, Mo Bamba would have been nice backing up Gaff or being the primary center, I believe. But um, so we're going to go ahead and we are going to 
Call it tonight, y'all. We got a couple. Uh, I definitely appreciate a lot of the nice comments, man. My man, man, said Locked on Wiz always makes my day better. Thanks, Ed and Brandon. Appreciate you, homie. Definitely appreciate you guys, man, showing up. Um, Definitely appreciate you guys, man. So we're going to go ahead and call it a night. But let me tell you, man, Locked On has launched its first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Um, YouTube, man, like, subscribe. Definitely subscribe, man. If you're not a member of Locked On Wizards, definitely consider it, man, because we're going to be chopping up recapturing the year, man. You guys know how we do, man. We have we like to have fun on here, man. So definitely consider subscribing. Comment below. Do you think that Eugene Amory is this year's Jordan Goodwin? Definitely, definitely let me know what you guys think. Wherever you get your podcast, five-star review is much appreciated, you guys. So, again, appreciate you guys hanging out with me tonight, man. Um, Friday night, uh, the Wizards are – Back in Orlando, playing the Orlando Magic. So, hopefully, they can get back on track. But um, we definitely will get, let you go. Uh, let you go. Let you guys know whether we do a recap Friday night or we do it Sunday. But we will be doing a recap for the Orlando Magic game. So again, everybody have a blessed night. Everybody have a good rest of your week, and I'll see you guys next time. And peace, everybody. Enjoy your night, y'all. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.